Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. Hello. And Ivan Ocampo. Good day, everyone. We will be talking about a great many things today, including our featured cigar for the episode, which is Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Todos or Todas Las Los Dias no, Dios. Todos Las Dias. Todos Las Dias. Smokin's Great Smoke event, Valentine's Day things, hanging with Nestor Miranda, race car stuff, Coconut Grove Arts Festival, the Olympics, All-Star Games. That's a lot, bro. So many things. But first, we will be hearing from this episode's sponsor, which is Villiger. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. And we're back. We will be leading off talking about this episode's featured cigar. Again, that's Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Todos Las Dias. This is uh, Steve Saka's company. I'll just read you guys a little bit of uh, what... Oh, thank you. Uh, we had a little on-the-spot edit to the show notes. Uh, according to Dunbarton's website, quote, This is a supple, sun-grown Cuban seed capa. Encapsulates its intricate tripa recipe of rich jalapa and esteliano tobaccos. From the first puff, there is no doubt of the origin of this cigar or that it is intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker, Viva Nicaragua. Ay, 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 ay. Nice. Nice touch with the ay, 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 ay. <laughs> this is a Nicaraguan criollo wrapper. Nicaraguan criollo wrapper. Around Nicaraguan binder and filler. We are smoking this in the double wide Belicoso, which is a four and three quarter by 60. Uh, so far, there is something to their claim that this is for the seasoned smoker. What without guys, question, without question. What are you guys right. feeling? Oh, I mean, it, it immediately uh, upon lighting it, uh, you get the you get the sense that there's going to be some strength back here. I had no idea. Uh, I hadn't done any research on the on the cigar. Uh, S- Steve sent it to us, uh, which we're very thankful for. Thank you, Steve. Uh, but. We got it, and I hadn't done any background info, but I said, oh, you know what? We haven't put it in ratings. We haven't put in anything. Let's smoke it for today's uh, featured cigar. And immediately when I lit it, I said, whoa, there's some strength back here. So, so yeah, no, it definitely, uh, it definitely comes in. But not in any uh, offensive way, though. Like, I don't want that to, to be off-putting in any way to anyone. Uh, it's, it's definitely smooth. It's, it's aged tobacco for sure. Uh, because the strength is there, but it doesn't punch you in the face with it. So, right, it's got that sort of like tongue scratchy yeah. feel to it. No, not at all. I feel it down like in my esophagus. <laughs> yeah. So I get it down here, and when you when I retrohale it, I get the heat coming out of my nose. But it's definitely, yeah, it's a strong really well guy. well made though. Yeah. 
I'm impressed. This is an audio show, so... Oh, it is? It, oh, it, crap. It is. I thought people were looking. I, I had uh, even, like, shaved today, Nick. It, no, I, I just wanted... Ivan went Dickman again. He you're did. Co- you're he committed did. to the Dickman here. He did. He did. The Dickman cut. I always cut my cigars via the Dickman. <laughs> via Dickman. <laughs> Dickman style. And if... Uh, you guys out there don't know, exactly know what the Dickman is. It's a um, it's an angle cut that goes, uh, I guess it goes from top to bottom. Yeah, just it's angled. an angle cut that goes top to bottom. Yeah, instead of so a straight I, cut, it's an angled cut. Yeah, I would so say I like always that. go like and, that. And yours, your the bottom of your angle tends to go too low for my liking, because it man on this thing you're you're basically smoking at sixty ring gauge. I wasn't here to criticize. So I just I just think it's noteworthy oh, that you it's go just, it's a lot of smoke coming in there let's not get into criticism no 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 no, 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 no. i just no, i was no, just no, noting no, no. i was just noting your i'm dickman. consistent <laughs> you are a dickman I, was just, <laughs> I was just noting the dickman uh but yeah no it, it's definitely it's definitely got some strength that you notice right out of the gate and it's got that sort of tongue scratchy uh i, I tend to think of like uh like what when you're at a doctor and they put the thing on your tongue and they put that popsicle stick mm-hmm. deal on your t- it's got that sort of like tongue drying effect but it's it's nice it's got like that hearty sort of um uh you want it after a big steak sort of feel to it no doubt about it and keep in mind we have uh, we're all at about i don't know quarter of an inch right yeah yeah so we will revisit the cigar in just a bit until then the next topic that we've got in our show notes is Smokin's Great Smoke. For those who are unfamiliar, uh, Smokin is one of Florida in general, but especially South Florida's premier cigar uh, retail brands, um, and their marquee event is the Great Smoke. How long have they been doing this now, Eric? Twelve years. Yeah, so they've been around, doing, or this event has been around about as long as the magazine has. Yep, and we've been going since day one. Yeah, so you were at this most recent one. How was that? It was, it was the biggest one uh, to date, uh, as far as I could tell. It looked like uh, like roughly 2,000 or so people. Uh, the venue cha- There was a venue change. So whoever's been there before, uh, this was a very different venue. They had it at the South Florida Fairgrounds. So the entire uh, cigar area was under roof, which was great. Because before that, it had been at, was it the German-American so the first, or the... No, the first few were at the store itself. So initially in the courtyard in front of the store, in the, the Village Boulevard store, then in the parking lot behind the, the store, and then they moved it to the German-American Club. Right. So uh, so that's that's where it was up until this year where it moved to the South Florida Fairgrounds. So there was, you know, positive and negatives about the the venue. Positive, obviously, you're you're under the roof. I wasn't crazy about the sand on the floor, so the whole, the entire venue is a sandy floor. So, you know, when the wind kicked up, that got a little annoying. But for consumers, it was great because there was a second uh, sort of covered area that was on concrete, and that's where they hung out. So the only people really affected by this sandy storm were the, uh, the vendors. Were there any big giveaways this year? Because I know he always had like a big, like he gave a, he gave away a car once. Gave away a car, I think maybe twice. Yeah. Right? You know, I don't know. I, once we ran out of magazines, and by the way, I know there were a shit ton of people there because we ran out of magazines incredibly fast. We took 500 magazines and, and they were gone uh, by 2 o'clock. So once we were out of magazines and we were just like hanging out, like, all right, well, let's get going. It was my son's birthday that day, so 
I went, uh, I took off, so I didn't, I didn't stick around to hear if they gave anything away. I apologize for that. It's all right. That's my fault. Were the Spearmint Rhino girls there? Spearmint Rhino girls were there, as they <laughs> seem to be every year. The staple. Yes. Uh, so that was going on. Uh, man, uh, Drew Estate had a beautiful booth in between the, the two uh, areas. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, there was a ton of cigars being given away. So a lot of good cigars. Food, drink? Yeah, food, yeah as usual. It's always good. Tons of food. Uh, I was hitting the Sam Adams booth nonstop. Yeah. So that was great. There was a bunch of hard liquor, too. What do you need, a lighter? No, I'm, uh, you're fiddling with the label, and it's coming up on the mic. Oh, you mean like this? Yeah, exactly. If you could just keep doing that <laughs> through the rest of the episode, it'd be great. Uh, uh, how about this right here? There you go. Uh, Ivan, you've been to Great Smoke several times. Yeah. What are uh, some of the things that you most, as we talked about the Spearmint Rhino Girls, are there any other things that you <laughs> that you associate with that event in particular? Uh, you know, just sort of for the person who's never been, to give them a sense of like what sort of vibe is there at Great Smoke? I like the, the mix of consumers that you get. So it's a predominantly West Palm Beach Broward crowd since it's up in that area but then you get a lot of people down south coming up like like we do and then you have people flying in from around the country like rudy giuliani usually goes Mm -hmm. so it's a great turnout of people so you get to see friends that you probably haven't seen in a while and it's Uh, a lot more casual than somebody might think when they hear that people come in for like rudy giuliani came in you might think that this is sort of like a Maybe formal, sort of, but this is about mm-hmm. as informal no, as a giant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Super relaxed. I've been once, so I don't know how representative that No, that, what that you one... went to is exactly what it's like every yeah. year. And that, and that's really why it's why it's been so successful, right? It's Every year you know what you're getting. You're going to get great cigars, food, drink, and that, and that fun, relaxed atmosphere. So that was great, man. Worst part is the drive back. It always feels better <laughs> on the way up, right? Always. You're driving up, you're like, yeah, baby. And then on the way back, you're like, Jesus wow. Christ. Got a long way to go. Speaking of the Spearmint Rhino girls, talk about how we spent the day with the people who want us nowhere near them. <laughs> Valentine's Day was recently. Uh, we are recording this on Monday, February 19th. So we are five days after Valentine's Day. How did you guys spend it? I grilled, man. I grilled at home. That's what she wanted. So we just grilled some steaks and hung out. The kids and not the most romantic night. But uh, I've been traveling a lot, so... We wanted to just spend time together. You guys ever seen? Kids. You guys ever seen Dick in a Box? <laughs> That's how mine went. <laughs> no, just kidding. Went with the dinner. Uh, ran into Gloria Stefan and Emilio Stefan that night Did at you say dinner. Hi there for me? Uh, yeah, my my wife was a little starstruck, <laughs> yeah. so uh, she kind of flipped out when she's she saw fan. them. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. You told me the story. I, I was no like, I, she's a fan. I had no idea. I was like, Doctor B, baby. But yeah, it was good. Good night. So this was at, at their restaurant? At their restaurant, yeah, yeah. in Wynwood. Yeah. Cool. So I've gained 20 pounds this week. Nice. With all the dinners and lunches that I've done in between. but Filling up the love tank. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Have you been in other starstruck situations with her? Is this like a, a thing she does? No. No? We've only been married for four years, so this is the first time she hits me with this. I've known her for a while, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're telling me this four-year thing, and it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, buddy. No, I've known her for a while. But, uh, no, I had never seen this side of her, so I can't wait till That's we funny. see uh, Justin Bieber or somebody. Nice. Justin Bieber is re- just right under Gloria and Emilio Tefan. <laughs> what about you, Nicholas? I also grilled. Went with, uh, we did some New York strip. I made uh, this rub that I have 
sort of you made, made a rub the or you made a rub. the I love made a rub. Rub. Uh, rub the I made, love rub. I made I made a rub <laughs> I made a rub to my wife um but yeah the uh the rub uh is mostly cafe bustelo and brown sugar and it's pretty awesome so on on these New York strips huh on New York strips so we uh we did that sounds like a good time pretty awesome yeah I've, I've honestly I have thought more than once like I should consider putting these in jars and seeing where I can get this seeing how far I can take this thing but I have not been motivated enough to actually pull the trigger. I just make it for myself. She made broccolini. It was a pretty healthy Valentine's Day. Again, I don't know how romantic New York strip and broccolini is, but where'd but you, I, where'd you pick we up the meat? It. Costco. Cool. Yeah, Graciano's for me. That's the where you know romantic people shop, which also means that we have a lot of steak left over for other romantic New York strip nights. So looking forward to that. Before we move on, we have. Some things to share from another show sponsor, El Galang Cigars. Those of you who are in the... No, you can, you can give them a woo. You can give, woo. Give them a little woo. Woo. Woo, woo. woo. So El Galang Cigars, uh, who, as we have mentioned numerous times on the podcast, uh, is run by Felix Mesa. You all may know him, if you don't already, as the guy who will be heading up the new Fuente factory in Esteli. His cigars that he's been making to this point, though, are also pretty great. El Galán Reserva Especial, for example, comes in four sizes. They are all box-pressed. There's the Airosos, the 5x52. Apuestos, 4 and 3 quarters by 54. Gallardos, which is 6x52, Torpedo. And Obesos, 6x60. These are all 100% Nicaraguan cigars with Jalapa Oscura wrappers. They are available, <coughs> excuse me, they are available in stores nationwide, you should all be checking out their website, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for El Galang Cigars. El Galang is E-L, next word, G-A-L-A-N, cigars. El Galang meaning uh, basically like the gallant one. Yeah. The gallant guy. Yeah, the gallant guy. The It's almost like a debonair type of guy, not to not to bring another right. brand into it, but... Yeah. Then he's, there's a top hat on the band, yeah. so it's like... This is about There's as a gallon. dude in a top hat. It's about as gallon as it gets. Yeah. I think he's got coat. Do the coattails show up in the photo or no? I'm not sure, but the, he looks the like a coattail kind of guy. He's, he's coattailed. Uh, but yeah, these, these cigars are great. Felix Mesa is a good dude. He's also our neighborhood tobacconist. Um, and, and the cigars are, they're very typically Nicaraguan and super well executed. They've got a, a good sort of heft to them in the profile, uh, but not, not so much that you can't smoke a couple of them in succession. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not overbearing whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, all right, so El Galang Cigars again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and their website elgalangcigars.com If you're doing the browser thing, <laughs> let's revisit the featured cigar here. We are smoking Todos Las Dias. So speaking of yeah. cigar branding, why did they butcher the name on this? I think it's so. For those of you, again, this is an an audio. Uh, not a visual medium, the band looks like it says TDL, which would suggest Todos Dias Las. Uh, but no, I, I think it's that like the, you know, sort of like when you got it on a banner and they put like the ancillary words on the sides and then the big sure. word DS is big. But why Las? Yeah, the... Uh... Well, why don't you tell us, Ivan? Why Las? <laughs> well, according to... I guess legend. Well, yeah, according Steve, to legend, <laughs> the legend of Steve Saka. <laughs> Steve Saka, I guess, uh, from what I've read, 
was given a cigar by Estelo Padron, uh, and Padron, uh, I guess, gave him a pretty strong cigar. And Steve uh, asked him if this type of cigar he smokes. Yeah, is this if, something if, you this smoke something every day? You smoke because, every I mean, day. this is strong, right? And, and Estelo said, todos los días, Steve, todos los días. And Steve said one day he'd probably make a very strong cigar and call it the same thing. However, he called it the wrong, <laughs> he misspelled instead of los, las, so he named it todos las dias. Right. So, yeah. A butcher job by Steve, but uh, in terms of the cigar itself, though. Not a butcher job. No, I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's, and, and so far, I mean, I haven't it's had to touch as, this thing yeah, up at all. The construction as, is, is great. Not as strong as it first came through when we first started smoking it. Yeah, it's bigger on the profile than it is on the on the strength. Yep. But very But full. again, we're, on, we're not even halfway through it. That's true. We might so, all be on our asses by the time we're mm-hmm. done with this podcast. We, speaking of big profiles, we were just with a big personality, or at least you were, Eric, yeah. with Nestor Miranda. Spent a little bit of time with him on the water. That was a good time. Tell us all about your your time with the most interesting man in cigars, as yes. he's been called for some time now. Yeah, so so Nestor is celebrating his 75th year, uh, or of, 75th birthday year of, of, of life. Of, of being Nestor. <laughs> yes. Of Nestorness. So, well, you know, the reason that, it, like I said it that way, it, the they're coming out with a cigar, which is the Nestor Miranda 75, 75th anniversary. But you never, you don't say anniversary when it's anniversary of birth, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. Nestor. The yeah. only one who's done that. They, there's a lot of celebrating birth anniversaries in the cigar world, I think. I'm picturing baby Nestor with, like, aviators on. <laughs> <laughs> aviators and loafers. Yeah. He's such a cool cat, man. It was, it was so fun. Uh, so we went, we picked him up on a boat. The idea was to take him around town, around Miami, and visit spots where we could smoke cigar-friendly spots and cigar shops that you could access easily from the water. So we started off on, on the river, uh, visited a couple places there. Among them, the wharf, which is very cool. If anyone's in downtown Miami or can access it from the water, the wharf is a damn good time. Uh, we went to Boater's Grill out in uh, Key Biscayne, which is in No Name Harbor. Also a cool lunch spot from the water and very cigar friendly. And then, uh, and we also went to Casablanca Cigars on the beach, which is a new cigar bar. Or right now it's a cigar lounge, but it will be a cigar bar. Across the street from Joe's Stonecrafts. Across the street from Joe's, right by Prime 112. I mean, it is in a perfect spot. Uh, Which Miami needs desperately. I mean, there's not a lot of places that you can very easily tell a traveler coming to Miami, you should definitely go smoke here. It was such a welcome spot. Yeah, I, I know the guys who, who own and run it. And so I've known about it. They've been telling me, oh, you got to stop in, you got to stop in. And man, we just sat there like, Jesus Christ, this was so needed down here. So... Loved it. Loved it. The, the humidor was great. The way that the store has been laid out was great. Shout out to George and, and Ray doing a great job there. And then, so we had a little bit of an issue, right? Because the, the idea was to dock at the Miami Beach Marina, but the boat show is going on. You know, so it was a little bit of an adventure getting in there, but we got it done. So that piece, talking about our, our run through Miami and uh, cigar-friendly spots from the river, that piece is going to be in the March-April issue. So look for, look, uh, look for that. How long has it been since, so the that one time that uh, Cigar Snob did a big profile of Nestor Miranda, I was not around. How long has it been now? Woo! I would say that was probably around 2009. How long has Nestor Miranda been the personality he is today? Because a lot of people sort of identify him with a certain personality. How so long, I, how long has known, that been? I've known Nestor for, uh, well, the magazine has been around for 12 years, and they've been with us uh, since almost issue number one. So I've known Nestor for all 12 of those. Yeah, he's been Nestor. I mean, the, the, the mounts from his uh, 
Africa trip in his office. I mean, all of that. It's He's been Nestor all this time. Yeah. So. I, I will recommend to people, if you go on YouTube and you search Cigar Snob Nestor Miranda, you should come across our three and a half or so minute interview with Nestor where he talks about celebrating New Year's Eve. That's a, It's a fun conversation. I honestly don't remember whether this made it in there, but my favorite thing was his advice for stopping bear attacks. It, uh, there is. There's another video, I think, on bear attacks. There may, yeah, there may be a, a, some bear attacks. I think you can stuff. just do Cigar Snob, Nestor Miranda, you'll get, uh, I think it's two videos. But, you know, I don't want to be responsible for people falling victim to bear attacks. So mm-hmm. I'll just relate to you all that Nestor's advice is just to not be involved in that. You don't want to be involved in that. It's close to death. <laughs> So everybody loves them too. You speak to retailers across the country; they'll they'll always have a Nestor story for you, either about playing dominoes in a store or going out to dinner. He's loved by everybody. Absolutely. So happy seventy fifth, Nestor. And also, not to say something Nestor may take the wrong way, but if you go to Miami Cigars Instagram, it's Miami Cigar. I'm going to say there's a very slim chance that Nick Jimenez's seventy fifth anniversary legs will look that good in shorts. Mm. Nestor is looking damn good for seventy five. Oh yeah, man! So happy good birthday! Shape. He he uh, he exercises every day. Don't be looking a at a ton his, of cigars. Don't be looking at his dickman name. <laughs> <laughs> Get your eyes away from dickman. <laughs> the seventy-fifth year, dickman. <laughs> All right, we'll give publisher Eric Calvino some time to recover from yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> Miami International Boat Show. You touched on this a little bit. I think, especially out of you know, out of towners, people who are not. Listening to this from Miami may have very little idea of what a big deal this is here uh, or in the general boating community. Honestly, I'm not a boater, but living here, I have a good sense of how much of a draw this event is. You guys, uh, well, you were there. You Did you stop by the boat show well, or, or you I were didn't. just caught my, in boat show traffic? My brother did, but uh, the traffic on the water was outrageous. What did we do this Thursday that I, that uh, that we took Nestor out? Yeah, they hijacked every marina. Every single marina. It was like it was nuts, completely nuts. So we got off uh, on the Miami Beach Marina there because we know some people, but otherwise there was no way to get in there, no yeah. way. My brother, being a, a boat captain, yeah, we we had some some contacts that were able to make that happen, but otherwise there's no getting off. And I know every y- Yami was marina. there. Yami uh, has has gotten into sailing through through Ramon. Ramon. Yes, the Razor. The Razor. Razor um, Ramon. But yeah, it's a, it's a cool event. There's uh, any kind of, if you're into things that go in the water, whatever oh, you're into, yeah. it's there. There's all the fishing stuff, the yacht stuff, the speedboat stuff. Sail, well, they have a whole section for sailing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a cool event. Uh, this year, I think, was the first time that they've, uh, it, it's gotten so big that they've got multiple venues and they shuttle you from venue to venue. Uh, and so, yeah, it's insanity. It's, Miami Beach is completely taken over by the boating industry. Yeah. So we're going to have some boating content coming, coming up in the magazine, no? That is the idea. Am I? Am we're I, working on it. Okay. So <laughs> so if you're into boats, keep an eye out for uh, upcoming issues of Cigar Snob Magazine. And also, if you're into boats, this is sort of a spontaneous plug here. Whoa. We also did uh, some lighter tests that I think would probably be relevant to boaters uh, of outdoor lighters. So again, if you if you go on Cigar Snob's YouTube channel, Maybe we should update that. Well, finish the yeah, plug well, first. Yeah, Cigar Snob's YouTube channel, we did some uh, some stress testing of lighters that are designed for the outdoors, and uh, especially in boating. That's a situation where you want it to be waterproof, you want it to be windproof, and that's not a bad place to start looking for uh, for lighters if you're a boater. So what I was going to say was that maybe we should update it, because obviously there's new models of lighters and stuff every year. Uh, I think we can do that. So 
Uh, all right, so maybe new lighter tests coming up. In the meantime, you got the the stuff that we have there, and, and uh, keep an eye out for the magazine. Coconut Grove Arts Festival. This is an event that I have actually never been to, despite being born and raised in Miami. But you were there. Well, so I right out of high school, I worked at Coconut Grove Bank. So I've got years of experience of going to this show. But because uh, when we worked there, it was we were a sponsor. So, uh, but yeah, I love it. I, I try to go every year, pick up some some new art something to put on the walls what'd you buy so i bought a uh sort of steampunk looking lamp really cool for the for the living room of the new crib cool uh so it's yeah it's like this three-pronged uh, steampunk lamp really cool i bought some eight dollar cookies mm. Mm. yeah i didn't buy i didn't buy any art was it eight dollars uh, per cookie amazing they were great what, i had I bought kind guava of, what, ones and uh coconut different ones yeah they were delicious you didn't bring any of this in? Because you see my lamp, I'm not bringing in, but... They were eating. Huh. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of talented people down here in the art industry. Well, yeah, I mean, there was they, a lot of they great draw a lot, man. They draw yeah. a lot of artists from everywhere. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And the weather was terrific. Outstanding, man. The weather was just incredible how good it was this whole week. From Thursday to Sunday, the weather was amazing. Whoever got here, I was telling Ivan earlier today, whoever just landed here today to spend the week in Miami is probably wondering what the hell everybody says this is so beautiful today's rainy and and overcast and ugly yeah. but all of last week and this weekend was just outrageous 80 degrees sunny beautiful all right and hey, by finally, the way whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa did you smoke any cigars while walking around there was a bunch of dudes smoking when I went I did not no no, no. I didn't I was with my daughter a bunch of other kids I was like let me not smoke around I took a little Opusex angel share lancero that I enjoyed. Oh man! I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna walk for a few hours, take something good. Can't have those Grove coconut. <laughs> those <laughs> Grove coconuts <laughs> thinking less of you. Uh, Miami 500, Ivan. You uh, did a little auto racing spectation. There's a lot going on this week. A lot, yeah. a lot. I mean, that's why you know Miami's always got it going on this weekend, and our event spaces that we've gone to check out during this time <laughs> are always booked. packed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Homestead Motor uh, Speedway. And right? event girls, very hard to come around this time of year because they are they are everywhere. And they were definitely at this race, which is held at the Homestead Miami Homestead. Speedway. Yeah, yeah, you sped at home. Homestead Miami Speedway. But yeah, it was a, it was a great race. It was... Um, it's like uh, Porsches, right? It was all road, It's road racing with Porsches, basically. But Daytona 500 was going on. <laughs> also, know, but this was tough. fun. Yeah, but this was fun to go to. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Cool. Uh, and, and what else? So for, is this something that somebody who's into racing, not from the area, is it worth their coming down to Miami for the Miami 500? Or like, is there enough going on around the event? Again, I think there's enough going around around town that yeah. this is this is a great way to spend probably your, your afternoon, your, your morning Sunday, or your yeah. afternoon, yeah, cool. to check that out. From motorsports to sliding around sports. <laughs> We've got the, uh, we are in the midst of the Winter Olympics, which, I mean, you know, you laugh, but pretty much all those sports are sliding sports. You're, it, it all, they all involve sliding. Slipping and sliding and falling down stuff. Z- very, hey. I'm trying to think of something that isn't. Uh-huh. The, except for the shooting part of the biathlon, everything but else you slide, is. You slide in between You slide shooting. to and from, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, have you guys kept, I think, we, you know, we were talking about it this a little bit off of the, uh, off of the mics. And I think we've all been, I don't know what it is about this year, but we've all been kind of struck by how little attention we've paid to the Winter Olympics. Is there something about this year or 
something that has us not... Because I used to watch the Olympics too. more. Yeah, we used to be huge fans. I mean, we, we still watch it, but not the way that we used to. Do you remember those McDonald's giveaways? That oh, would give yeah. you like You're free right. food that's based probably on. Probably why it hasn't done on, well. Yeah, that's what it is. They don't have. To, they're not doing that anymore. Not enough fries. Well, I, you know, look, I don't know, but does it have anything to do with the fact that we're just not doing that well as Maybe. a country? Because I, I think that's part of right. Like when we, when our athletes are doing well, we tend to like get excited about it. And I just I see a lot of like choking i see a lot do we do we have well. enough stars in the winter olympics I, yeah i think that's kind of what i mean but yeah like it wasn't hyped as much it's almost like they didn't expect to do particularly well and there wasn't as much to to sell to viewers could yeah, be tough but so, i mean or maybe it's just a miami thing right we're in miami we we just don't do much with winter sports here or maybe we haven't gone to the prime time sports like hockey yet like once it gets to like hockey finals and Stuff like that, maybe it'll get more interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well. But I thought alpine skiing is like, at least for me, that was, growing up, that was my favorite of the Winter Olympic sports. But we just haven't done that well, have we? I mean, Michaela Schifrin uh, kicked ass. There have been some stories, and Sean White, right? Sean White won his, what, third gold medal in the, what was it, half pipe? I don't, mm-hmm. know, if, I don't know if there's a sub half pipe category, but there was a gold medal there, and that, that run was pretty cool to watch. Yep. Um but outside of that, yeah, and I know there was there was a, a, some figure skating. I think an American did the first. God, what's her name? Uh, but it was the first Johnny, American. Johnny something. Johnny Johnny cakes. <laughs> Johnny Johnny cakes. No, it was a, a woman. It was the first woman from the U.S. to do a triple axle in the Olympics. Yeah. So you know some exciting stuff, but not enough to like get people to really focus in on <clears throat> the whole Olympics. Yeah, you know what's weird? Like when I lived in in Hoboken. During one of the Winter Olympics, we're talking about a bar, like a neighborhood bar, all dudes, no, there was usually like you're watching hockey or you're watching football or, you know, and during the Winter Olympics, here was this entire bar of dudes watching figure skating because we were in the, in, in the running for a medal. And so I think, I just think we're, we're not in the running for a lot of these medals. And so I, I don't think we care as much. Definitely not bobsledding. Those Germans were dominating oh well, from God, what I watched. They kicked our ass. Yeah. And then what happened with the Jamaicans? That's right. The uh, the Jamaican bobsled team, I, I had read, uh, they had some kind of a falling out. Did you hear about this, Ivan? Mm-mm. They had like a falling out with their coach, who was a German. And apparently right before the games, the coach just splits and takes the sled with him. <laughs> so they I'm taking in. my ball with me. Oh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not cool runnings, man. <laughs> He took the sled with him, and then something that could not have happened 10, 15, 20 years ago, via Twitter, Red Stripe Beer finds out and hooks him up with a sled last minute. Yeah. So Red Stripe came to the rescue. and uh, Was it a Red Stripe branded sled? Do we know this? Rent a, be, right? It's a rent-a-sled. It's a yeah. rent-a-sled. It's a, it's a pallet they took out of their warehouse and sent over there for them to sit on. With skis on it. In other sports world news... Uh, Maybe more hyped up, but a lot less consequential. The NBA All Star Game, the uh, it's not it's not East West. I guess it's Team LeBron took this one by three. Yeah, yeah, it went you know, down to the wire. Super high scoring game. What was it one forty five, one forty eight? So this was sort of an anticipated game. It was team chosen by first LeBron time they're doing it that way. Yeah, against the team chosen by Steph Curry, and LeBron's team won. However, I think we've all established that the big loser in this game was Fergie. Um, who, He's never a loser in my book. No, oh, you're man. all about the Ferg. Yeah, man. Total, uh, total milf. <laughs> we can always count on Ivan. <laughs> and I, and she's got a great voice. I didn't yeah. think it was such a bad. It was like a sexy mom uh, 
drunk mom singing it, but but she still got a great voice. It's the she, reaction she of the of players flag. and and yeah. like you could hear the crowd laughing. I don't think it came across on the TV the same way that it was live, because I mean people were like outright laughing. Yeah, she. It, it seemed like she just took it a little too far. She tried to do sort of like an improvisational yeah, jazz, like a sexy thing jazz and, thing. But hey, there's there's still the lovely lady lumps. So. Uh, that's the song, right? My humps, my lovely lady lumps. That's that's what she's all about. So can't take those away from her. <laughs> Just like you can't take away my Villiger cigars. Here is a word from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Nicaraguan Puro is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Ocuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villager online at villagercigars.com. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villager.northamerica. Twitter at Villiger Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villiger Cigar, just Villiger Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. Okay, and now we are back, and as we end every episode, we are wrapping up with our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know about things that you should watch, read, do, eat, smoke, drink, uh, or in the case of our first recommender, not buy. Yeah, I'm in the middle of this home project. I'm refinishing these cabinets, and I've gone back and forth uh, on like six or seven different uh, stains to try to color them, and I don't like any of them. This doesn't sound like the beginning of a recommendation. And the one that I picked was probably the worst of all of them. So don't go out and buy the bare semi-transparent exterior stain. It's awful. It's like a watered-down stain that just discolors wood so don't buy it <laughs> bear f you <laughs> thanks for making my life hell <laughs> all right that's one sponsor we'll never get <laughs> eric what are you recommending we shit all over whoa yeah no not at all not at all no stanton south beach man the marriott stanton south beach love that place uh so we i we stayed there with the whole nester thing and I love that place. I love the Japanese restaurant on site. I love the the Lolo's, taco place. Lolo's, yeah. Yeah. Lolo's tacos uh, downstairs as well. And then the beach. You know, you've got this. Tell me something about the view we had. Awesome. It was freaking outrageous. So shout out to the Stanton South Beach. Uh, thank you guys for putting that, uh, making that available to us. That was awesome. If you're going to South Beach, if you plan on visiting Miami, that's a great spot to be in. It's and it's on near. South of 5th. It's near Prime 112, near Joe's. Near Casablanca. Near Casablanca, yeah, it's perfect. Near uh, Smith & Walensky, South Point Park. It's a great great part of South Beach uh, to be in. Highly recommend it. How about you, Nicholas? So my recommendation is a movie that is out in theaters right now uh, and should be in theaters for a while. It is I, Tanya. So we were just talking oh. about the Winter Olympics. Oh. Um, I, Tanya is a uh, sort of like dramatized version uh, dramatized telling of the story of Tanya Harding. Margot and Robbie, right? She plays Tanya. Margot Robbie, yeah. Um, still manages to look significantly better than Tanya Harding. Yeah, 
Uh, but they did a pretty good job. Uh, and, and I would highly recommend that before you go see Ayatonia, you check out the 30 for 30 documentary. It's called The Price of Gold. Uh, but it's one of those rare stories where it's like every character involved is just weird as hell. What was the name of the guy? Jeff Giluli or something? Giluli, yeah, yes. Jeff Giluli. No, and, brought and, that out from the archive. And his buddy, who was her quote-unquote bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I won't throw any spoilers in there for anybody who hasn't or doesn't remember the story or hasn't uh, hasn't seen either of those two movies, but definitely worth checking out. I, Tanya, uh, very, very strange, strange story from top to bottom. Uh, so was the movie stranger than no. real life? Because real life was, was strange as hell. No, but but you know what it is, is that rarely, uh, you know, it's it's it would take a lot of time, I think, to to do research and get into all of the different little details. So they did a great job of sort of packaging it and giving you this 360 view of like all the weird that is surrounding Tanya Harding and that is also Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding is not like a normal person surrounded by weirdos. She's she's kind of weird herself. Um, kind of? Kind of, yeah. Uh, and and her weird, I think, is is part of what makes the whole story interesting because it sort of leaves you kind of conflicted as to whether she's a sympathetic character uh, or whether she's doing a lot of like, you know, just not taking responsibility where she should or so in, in that way, it's not the typical sports movie where there's like a clear hero and a clear villain. It's just a lot of people making a lot of really bad decisions and uh, falling victim to each other's weird and stupidity and there's abusive relationships and there's a parrot involved and all kinds of stuff. So I, Tanya is worth checking out. So we've got two recommendations and one stay away from yes at all costs yep. yeah all right i'll keep the i'll keep that stay away from option in mind for for future yeah party yeah i think you, you went in a different direction here i think uh it's good you've opened good. the door all right with that anybody got something they want to add later cool see ya take care thank you for listening to the cigar snob podcast remember that you can check us out on cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast follow us on social media you can search for cigar snob magazine on facebook cigar snob mag on twitter and instagram and we're also on google plus for like the three of you who use that take care